0: Time for us to find out more about what's happening in the world of sports. A lot of teenagers making headlines—that's for sure. Here is Ben Cullen.
1: Sports Fix. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Emma Raducanu says she does not want to let go of the US Open trophy after her fairy tale in New York culminated in the ultimate happy ending. The 18-year-old is the first British woman in 44 years to win a Grand Slam singles title and did not drop a set. Also at the US Open, Hong Kong's Coleman Wong is celebrating a Grand Slam tennis title after partnering Max Westphal of France to win the US Boys Open doubles title on Saturday. Wong and Westphal defeated the Ukrainian pair in the final in New York. Wong is only the second Hong Kong player to win a junior tennis major. Lewis Hamilton has said Formula One's Halo safety device saved his life in the crash at the Italian Grand Prix. The 36-year-old seven-time world champion was hit by Red Bull's Max Verstappen with the Dutchman's car driving over Hamilton's Mercedes. The halo, a curved reinforced bar in the front of the driver's head, protected Hamilton from a more severe impact. I feel very fortunate today, said Hamilton. Thank God for the halo, which saved me and saved my neck. Both drivers had to retire from the race and it ended up a McLaren 1-2, with Daniel Ricciardo taking first and Lando Norris taking second. Well done to those McLaren guys. Cristiano Ronaldo said he was super nervous before scoring twice on his much-hyped Manchester United return. They came out on top with a 4-1 win over Newcastle after which boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said he allowed fans to dream again. The 36-year-old was making his first appearance for the club in 12 years as a party atmosphere hit Old Trafford. ''I didn't expect to score two goals,'' the Portugal legend said. ''I expected one, but not two. It was an unbelievable moment.'' Ronaldo scored 118 goals in 292 games for United between 2003, when he joined as a teenager, and 2009, when he went to Real Madrid for £80 million. In the next 12 years, he scored 551 goals for Real Madrid and Juventus before a surprise £12.8 million move back to Manchester United on deadline day. We are now delighted to welcome Jamie Young to the studio in our Olympic series. Jamie is our second athlete and is also a swimmer and represented Hong Kong at the Tokyo Olympics. Jamie now joins us via Zoom. Welcome to Sports Fix, Jamie.
0: Hi. How are you? I'm great, how are you?
1: Very good, thank you. Now, before we get into your journey and your Olympics experience, we'd like to do some quick fire questions to fill you out. So answer as fast as you can, as competently as possible. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Run or bike? Bike. Favorite sport that's not swimming? Basketball. Pizza or burger? Pizza favorite athlete of all time (gasps) (laughs) Michael Phelps good idea cats or dogs dogs singing or dancing dancing sleeping or eating eating okay nice good stuff that's a good start can you give the listeners a brief rundown of who you are and uh, yeah what you do
0: yeah so my name is Jamie Young I am one of the um, swimming Olympians for Hong Kong this summer and I graduated from University of Michigan in 2019 undergrad and recently did my master's remotely as well and I love sports in general not just swimming and I also play the pauloon.
1: Oh very cool for how long?
0: since i was in p1 so since i was six years old all the way till probably grade 11 was when i really played it
1: (laughs) wow that's a long time you must be pretty good at that i was okay (laughs) yeah no doubt no doubt okay can you tell us how you got into swimming and sort of a little bit about your childhood who were your influences there
0: so as a child i think every kid was put to swimming just for survival skills
1: yeah i was one of them
0: yeah, I'm glad. So after that, I was I joined the swim team when I was in primary school um, because the teachers kind of saw potential in me, even though I did not complete a 50 meter race at my first swimming gala. I hated it. Okay. <laughs> but somehow they got me in and I started training with the school at SCAA when I was in second grade and slowly started to like swimming once I got a little better at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when I was in fourth grade, I joined Stingrace, Hong Kong Island Stingrace at HKIS as a club team. And that's when I really loved going to practice because I could see all my friends and it was just a really fun time.
1: So it was more of a social sport for you before you decided it was competitive? Yeah. Yeah. So at what stage did you go from, you know, the stingrays into a full-time athlete or were you a part-time athlete? I guess you are full-time in the lead-up to the Olympics. How does that look?
0: Yeah. So I was a part-time athlete from 2012 to 2019, actually. Oh, wow. So I was studying full-time and being a part-time athlete from secondary school, high school, to all the way to college. And I only turned full-time from 2019 to 2021 these two years.
1: Yeah. So how did that happen? Was was so, somebody asked you to do it or did you decide <laughs> to go full-time?
0: I think I was the one who told myself to go do it because in 2018, I had a breakthrough meet in, at Asian Games. So I told myself I didn't want any regrets before ending my career, so I tried i went for it um try to qualify for the olympics in 2019 2020 but then COVID hit so i was given another year to work hard and do the sport that i love in order to fulfill this goal that i have had for a long time
1: wow so so during the second year or the, the final year you got to i guess train harder at what stage did you then get you know the olympic ticket how long into it was that
0: It was almost the end and in fact it was actually the last day of the four by for for the relay qualification and it was the last day for the whole world may 20 may 30th yeah yeah um we were at victoria park and i was very fortunate i could swim that race with stephanie um siobhan and karen which all of them are my really good friends and we got the qualification yeah the very last week <laughs> that's
1: amazing very good indeed that must have been some celebration
0: yeah it was it was crazy <laughs>
1: as well as getting back to work quickly
0: yes definitely
1: so how did you find juggling your studies and being a part-time athlete what were your hours in the pool if you were part-time still a lot i imagine
0: yeah so it was still we still train a lot even as part-time or full-time full-time we invest more time into recovery and into dry mm-hmm. land that we normally wouldn't have time to do if we were in full time school. But I think the point, like the important thing of my whole swimming career was I had school to be, to balance my life. So there's this balance that makes me better in both sides. It makes me excel better just because I can take my mind off at different things um, when I do each other. And it goes hand in hand. And the most important thing I like learned was just to prioritize my thing and to do the right thing at the right time, rather than stressing about something that I was in controlling at that moment. So I really taught myself to manage my time well and be able to do both things at once.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It's that's a, that's a good way of looking at it, particularly if you're in one and you can't worry about the other at that moment in time. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk about Tokyo then. So how long were you there for? What, how was the first part of the experience what were the COVID protocols yeah give us a rundown
0: yeah so we got there a few days before the opening ceremony and i remember just stepping into the village and we roomed together all the swimmer girls room together so we were basically screaming in the room at night
1: because <laughs> i,
0: I said something silly you know we we're just soaking in the moment and every day we had to do a COVID test in the morning and so everyone was like behaving really well. We wore masks outside of our apartments and the canteens were all, um, there were like plastic covers um, for each seat. So it was very well socially distanced and the Japanese did so well in terms of keeping us in track. And the overall experience, I would say the most unforgettable moment was the opening ceremony when we got to walk out from dark to light, and being on TV was just amazing. Yeah, it was this pride that I have never felt before, and I was so excited. I like jumped up and down <laughs> when I saw the camera, and when after the game started, it was, it just got really fast. Like everything just
1: went really quickly. Thank you, Jamie. We look forward to hearing more from you again next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. The NFL is back and we're heading into week two. My hottest ticket in the world this week is the Patriots versus the Jets. Both teams lost in week one, but who will triumph this week? The Patriots are favored to win, but time will tell all. Have a great weekend and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week.
0: Huge thank you to Ben, and once again, big thank you to the Olympic Series as well. Join him every Friday for sports fakes. Call Room with Alison Howe.